Well, we're back. We're back. Uh, welcome to Kickback with Nadem. I'm here. I am Nadem, obviously, and I'm back with Yudi again. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm going to start strong. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Yeah. You okay. good for that? All right, cool. Um, well, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, week one, week one, week one of the Premier League, you, you threw out a take about Arsenal losing to Brentford. Yeah. All right. So this uh, this week is obviously uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. So everyone's saying it's Lukaku versus uh, Van Dijk. So who's winning both games? Um, so how are you? <laughs> no, no, tell me. You, you seem to have some hot takes. Who's winning both games? Who's going to win the football match? And who's going to win that battle? Uh, well, like whoever wins the match wins the battle. No, not necessarily. Yeah, because like they're not... Like, they're not, Virgil van Dijk isn't playing to get the best out of Lukaku. He's trying to win the game. And Lukaku's not trying you, to get the best out of Van Dijk. He's trying to win the game, right? So Listen, that's that. You're talking like somebody who doesn't know anything about football. I don't know what you're talking about. I have, you like, can say asked. all this. You can say all this, but you know for a fact that those two know that the eyes are going to be on them. Nobody's talking about Lukaku versus Matip. They're talking about Lukaku versus Virgil. Look, so, what are you thinking? I, uh, I think. I think it'll be a very interesting encounter between two great players. Yeah, man. Hold on, that's give me fair. a second. Give me a second. I need to get my tweezers to get these splitters out my out my behind. <laughs> like, I need, like, listen, I don't know what you want from me. You can't put me on the spot like that. I don't know who's winning that game. There's too much at stake. Nah, I, nah. To be fair, I'm looking forward to it. it should be great because Lukaku is very good and Virgil Van Dijk, like. He's Virgil van Dijk. Obviously, he's not his best just yet, but that should be a good game. That should be a good game. So I'm looking forward All to right. that. But, I'm but gonna, yeah, anyway. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be Go honest on. because I'm a Liverpool fan. So yeah. my heart is saying, I think Virgil van Dijk will get the better of Lukaku. Okay. But full disclosure, I do. My head is saying that I think Chelsea might nick that game. So like, okay. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. And see, so honestly, honest. you're all over the place then. You're all over the place. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. To everybody listening, I hope you're following me on social media. If you're not, the handle is kickback underscore Nadem, and that's on Instagram and on Twitter. But anyway, Yudi, let's talk about today's show. You have to tell me who you think this is, yeah? I've uh, I've managed to bring somebody on who is a box-to-box midfielder, yeah? Mm-hmm. Who is playing, who's playing, for, well, last season he was playing alongside Ruben Diaz when he was at Benfica, Yeah. And I also played with them. Who am I talking about? So you played at Benfica. You also played with them? I played with them, yeah. Not obviously, you know, I wasn't playing last year or anything, but at some point in my career, no. I played with them. Understood. Um, 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 what club did you play with them at? Uh, Queen's Park Rangers. And are they still currently at Benfica? Yes. Um... um <laughs> You're struggling with what, this one. Can I, can I have a guess? Can I have a, a clue? Am I allowed a um, clue? A clue. Uh, <laughs> ooh. So Jan Vertonghen, who plays for them as well, they I think yeah. they played against somewhat an English team last year. And Jan Vertonghen yeah. described them as being the heartbeat of their team, the engine. The engine? The engine. Okay. Um, is it Adele? Tarapt? <laughs> this Adele Tarapti, yeah, it's Adele right, Tarapti. legendary. Yeah, but you've only said that not because of what I was saying, but just because you're thinking who I played because you had no clue. Tell the truth. No, 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 I had no clue at all. I was just literally stalling for time while I was trying to think who played, who's played for Benfica and then played for QPR, and then I was like, oh yeah, Adele Tarapti there. So that's none of you can leave made any difference to me. I'll be honest. Right, I wasn't listening. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Typical. Did you go through Google, by the way, by any chance? No, you you were watching me the whole time. No, no, the screen went black. The screen went off. The screen went off. So I'm always a bit reluctant with you. I know what you can be like. Yeah, to everybody listening, when he used to play guest to guest, yes, he used to cheat. But anyway, never, never. But in a Delta Raps, when I played with him, this was a a left winger slash number 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now the man's the engine for one of the biggest clubs in Europe. How did that happen? I, I think I'm really interested to hear this story because as well, like with, he's like a maverick player. And Boy, the way he was, he was. Sorry, to, to clarify. Yeah, he, he was seen as a maverick player when he was in the Premier League and obviously mm-hmm. all the ability in the world, especially technically. So it's really interesting to see. I'm interested to hear as someone who doesn't watch him like every week these days, like how he's made yeah. that transformation and how he's found it. So that'd be a really cool story. Listen, it is a very, very cool story and I'm not going to keep people waiting anymore. So please guys, sit back, hike, do whatever you do like normal, but enjoy my conversation with the man that is Adele Tarat. Hey, 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 Adele, man, how are you? I'm good, and you? Yeah, I'm very good, man. You're looking very good, my friend. Very happy. Very happy, man. (laughs) Fit, Yeah, man. Listen, we're going to talk about all of that, but it's great to see you, man. It's great to see you. Nice, nice, nice to see you in a long time, my friend. And were you just watching the Champions League draw? So how do you feel now? Crazy, yeah, but this is the game you want to play, Barcelona, Bayern. Yes, 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 (laughs) This is good, man. I'm looking forward to seeing this, especially in you and your sort of new position now as well, yeah? Thanks, yes. Changing now. Number eight. <laughs> Number eight at Delta Rats. I never thought I'd see the day, but... Me too. But, I never thought this, man. But now we're going to talk about how you got there, yeah? So you got yeah. a bit of time for me, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So you started off then in Liga and you were playing for Lons, was it? Yeah. And how old were you when you made your debut? I mean, my debut here, I was 16 and I don't know, five, six months. 16, that was it? Yeah. Why, why so early? How did that happen? No, because uh, obviously I, I grew up in Marseille, in south of France. Yeah. So when I was 11, uh, Lens was one of the best academies in France. So they come pick me from the, there at 11 years old. Okay. And I, I make all my beginning after I play with the national team of France when I was uh, on the youth. Okay. And then uh, one time uh, <laughs> the coach decided that I would travel with the team, but I didn't. I was not thinking I was gonna I was gonna make my debut, but after they were winning three 0 and then he, he called me and he said, "Come, come inside." Wow! And, w- and what type of player were you like back then? What was were you like? I uh, just just dribble, dri- dribbling like crazy. Just take take the ball, dribble, dribble. That's it. Okay. But ob- obviously, on the youth, like everybody was talking about me, that uh, you know, he's a talent and all of that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so with that being said, then you make your debut at sixteen. Why yeah. did you come over to England at 17? Because that feels very, very young. Yeah, this is the thing because I, I went, uh, obviously, when you start playing with the French national team, then a lot of clubs see you, mm-hmm. Spanish club, English. And obviously, after, <clears throat> the director of sport of Tottenham was French guy, Damien Komoli. Yeah. So when I make my debut, he was following me under 15, 16, 17 with France. And... And then after when I make my debut, and he was interested because it was the time where uh, the, the 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 English loved the French talent. Yeah. Obviously, started with Arsenal, you know, and yeah. then uh, and then Damien was working with Wenger okay. in Arsenal. And then after he switched to Tottenham, so he wanted to bring me to Arsenal. And then after he became like 
the, the like the director in Tottenham. So he said that it would be nice to to bring you. And obviously in France, that's what they do. They they produce talents and they sell after. So okay. the offer that Tottenham make for Lanza, then they, they, they accept it. And then did you yeah. have any more? Did you have any other options? Or was Spurs literally the only? Yes. Place? Yeah. Yeah. When I was young. Uh, Arsenal uh, at the time was Barcelona as well. It was a lot of uh, in Italy, Milan, Inter, mm-hmm. but but England was the the league that uh, was most attracting. And obviously the project of Tottenham, you know, because they wanted to bring a lot of young talents and try. And the coach obviously was Martignol at the time. That Damien Komori said that he likes a lot the the talents and then. And then yeah, so it was easy to shoot. Not easy for me because yeah. at the end, if I go back in them, I will have to stay one more year to play one full season in French league okay. because I just make two, three starts and they sell me, you know. Okay. At least to develop because when I come to England, I don't speak the language. Yeah. And Tottenham was not the club like now. Yeah. In England was famous, but in France we were watching only the top four. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham was okay. Was finishing fifth or sixth, I think, in in the league. But in, it was not ready to to bring a young talent. I think. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think you were ready? Mm, I was not ready, and I, and the other problem, I was not patient. You know, when okay. I arrived in Tottenham. Because it was difficult for me when I come from France, where everybody was talking about me like the, the, the best thing that come out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I arrived in Tottenham, but nobody cared. Like I came, I was like just one of the others. Yeah. And and because I come from that uh, the lance, and uh, I have a lot of attention. People give me time, you know, give you that love that you feel important. In Tottenham was after after one month I go back see Damien Komoli and tell him listen I want to go back and he told me no it's normal it takes time I said no I, I want to go back and I arrived in England at three o'clock it was dark you know <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody told me London great city this I was living in Essex I said I'm seeing nobody you know so what is this but obviously 17 years old is young yeah yeah so, yeah that's very yeah. very young. It's so you didn't end up staying too long at Spurs for yeah. maybe some of the reasons to do with impatience and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. looking back at your time there, because I know you said that you wished you would have signed for Arsenal. You've said that in the past. Yeah. But if you could look back at your time at Spurs, do you think there's anything that you would do differently if you had the chance at Spurs? Well, differently, I don't know, because when I arrived, I was direct to the first team. But obviously, I was one of the youngest. And I arrived in the dressing room like players like Robbie Keane, Edgar David, Berbatov. You know, it was like, and, and in Lance, uh, like when I was in Lance, it was a lot of talent, youngs, you know. So it was difficult. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, I tell you, the thing that I, and Gareth Bale was there. And yeah. we were like best friends. We were always together. So... And Gareth, he had that patience, you know, because yeah. I remember Gareth when he was not at some point playing there, he had offers from the Nottingham Forest mm-hmm. to go in the champion. And he said, no, I want to stay here because I know I'm going to make it here. But me, I was not patient. I wanted to play because I was going crazy to, to don't mm-hmm. play. And I think that that maybe uh, I should have done. But OK, this is this is life. Huh? Yeah, take this in. of course, of course, of course. I, I totally understand that. So as well, because you started so early, it seems like you have a lot of confidence. Things were going very well for me from a very, very young age. Yeah. And with all due respect then, so with that confidence and with the interest that existed in you, then some teams around Europe were interested. So how was it then? Like I say, this without sounding like it's insulting, 
How did mm. you end up going to play for QPR? Because this isn't one of those teams because they weren't even in the Premier League at the time. Yeah, but I think, yeah, this this was a difficult one. But uh, this, I think, of course, after we played together there. But yeah, one of my best moments that I have in England was with QPR. Yeah. And obviously it was the difficult decision. But the first one I go because it was not changing a lot for me because I was in London and I was thinking, listen, I have to play. I want to play. So, yeah, it was difficult, but obviously the owners was the Flavio at the time, Italian, you know, yeah. and give me a lot of confidence. Come here, you're going to enjoy and this. And and I, I just was going crazy in Tottenham because I was not playing. So not because I'm saying I should play. Eh? Yeah. It's just I love the game. Yeah. And, uh, to not be playing. Uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, I take the decision and Redknapp gave me very good advice. I remember. What did he say? And, and he said to me, listen, Adel, when you are uh, young, you should have game because he said I had I was in West Ham I had Rio Ferdinand I have a German Defoe I have all these guys and I send them all on and when you have 30 40 games in in your legs yeah then it would be easy for you to go back but the right now I think is the best thing and it was good advice yeah and uh yeah okay so be honest with me then um so Spurs obviously they've got a new training ground and stuff in the last few years and you were at the old one but Spurs you know the fifth six in the Premier League so how did you really feel then when you turned up to Harlington to train for the first time with QPR? How did you find the uh, the training ground? Yeah, no, for me it was just about playing because okay. when uh, I mean I mean even when I was in Lens when I come to Tottenham because the condition we had in uh, in France in Lens in that country we had eleven pitch even in the, we had gym crazy it was amazing when I left to Tottenham I said crazy what is this it was two two pitch maybe yeah. that's it. And uh, okay, the atmosphere in the stadium was nice, but I was like shocked. I said, Premier League, these clubs like that, you know? Mm. And QPR, it was another thing. <laughs> you play there. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just, I enjoyed so much when I was playing at Loftus Road, you know? Mm -hmm. The love, the fun they give me, and this, all the other things, I was, for me, it was no problem, you know? You know, that is incredible. Listening to you talk about that time, like the thing yeah. which you always go back to is how much you just love playing football. So, mm. other things which maybe were negatives, and maybe as you get older, you look at some of those negatives and they can be part of a decision process as in, do yeah. I want to go here if they have this or if they have that? But it's just that love of football and that yeah. youth. Mm. And to be fair then, that's, that's probably why I think in the end you ended up playing over 150 games for the club. Yeah, and That's by far the most of any club that you've been to so far. So what yeah. I really want to know is, why do you think you ended up doing so well there? What was it about the place and the club? No, obviously, that's what I said. I'm a player. I think we are all different the players, yeah. obviously. But me, I'm a player I go with if if I feel loved and I, I feel the club. I'm very, how have I said, I'm very direct person. Yeah. I cannot be fake. You know how I am. I yeah. cannot, I don't like that. And I think in the football now, if you are like that, or you score 30 goals a season and it's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you don't, it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. So that's, and I, I found the culture, obviously, when I said Flavio, Amit, I mean, every time they were here for my family, if I miss my family, uh, Neil Warnock as well was like that. Neil, every time I tell, oh, you miss your family, okay, go, have one, two days off, go see your mom, come back. Mm -hmm. This In Tottenham, no chance. This kind of things, it was like, uh, it was impossible. So, and obviously, yeah, like I said, I arrived at 17 years old. And uh, I mean, after training, there was nobody there for me. I yeah. was by my own. Yeah. So. And when you don't play, you're just thinking, thinking, thinking. And uh, yeah, that's it. But uh, it's all experience. Now, uh, when we talk about this, we laugh. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's very, very true. Right. So I want to talk about the season, uh, the 2010-2011 season. I think that mm. was 
probably the most iconic one when it comes to say you showcasing the talents and the skills that you had because I remember I was I was somewhere else and every week on Soccer AM it's like oh let's see what Delta App's done on the showboat this week he's done this he's done that like people remember that year whether they support QPR or they don't everything was there but what I really want to know having played with you then is it in that season in the championship like what was your motivation because it just looked like it was too easy Yes. Uh, no. No. But my motivation was I knew I, 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 when we were obviously when I spoke with Mwanok, I said we're gonna get promoted this season, and he said I'm gonna build the team around you. You 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 have to shine, and and it was it was exactly like what we talk. It was so easy because from the beginning, I think the way we started the season, and you know, in the championship when you start the season and you're up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's good, yeah. the, the start is the most important. And obviously, yeah, after a uh, lot of things happen, after he, after three or four games, I think our captain uh, fits all. I think I will get an injury, then I become captain. Mm-hmm. I went and I asked for it. And I go, and now I feel this season is my season. Give me the armband. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there were the Clint Hill, John um, uh, Barry. They were more experienced, Paddy Kenny. And the co- but, uh, you know, I'm not a big talker. You play with me, yeah, I don't talk. But yeah. it was just to give me that responsibility that I cannot do something not good, you know? Yeah. So I, I felt that uh, armband will give me that uh, responsibility, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everything it worked. I mean, every time I was going in the pitch, I enjoy, I, I play with a smile. And, uh, yeah, after we were winning teams, and I think that season was unbelievable. We were smashing everybody. Yeah. Not only me. Okay, me, I was shining, but the team was amazing. We don't concede goals, nothing, you know? So mm. it was good. Yeah. And what so what type of captain would you say you were then? Because for some people there's the emotion because they from the outside they want a captain who's like shouting at everybody. But some people mm-hmm. on the inside want a captain who leads by example. So what type of captain were you? Uh, is uh, to lead the, the team uh, by uh, by my skills on the pitch to put the standard high like uh, that everybody say okay that's uh, you know I this guy the, like Adele we know uh, they know when I don't receive the ball in the areas that I want I get a little bit complain <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. they had pressure they know they have to give me good ball you yeah, know yeah, yeah. so it was like this at halftime I was coming coming in the dressing room I put my tower and I just was taking a rest never talk yeah. or it was good on because the Clint Hill the Derry will do it me um, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was just that I never, never spoke to the, the to the team or nothing. You know how I, mm-hmm. how I, I am. You know, so, so that's but, it. But then with that, then the next mm-hmm. year, the next year, mm-hmm. you didn't necessarily bring that form to the Premier mm-hmm. League. Yeah, yeah. Even though in terms of getting promotion, obviously it was a team thing, but you had one of your best seasons. So yeah. why was it? Why did it not happen? Was it tougher or were there other things that were going on as well? No, no. obviously, when we think, oh, obviously, Premier League, well, we know, but obviously, that uh, in the summer, I was I was leaving. Everything was done. I signed for Paris. <laughs> Everything done. Okay. So I was, I was in the, my, I was in holiday. Then my uh, agent called me and said to me, Lucien, what about Paris? Because I grew up in Marseille. Marseille to Paris, it's a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. And I said, uh, he said because uh, the guys from uh, Qatar, they, they 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 bought the club, and the first uh, player they want to sign it's uh, a player, and it's they are interested about you. Okay, I take a flight from Marseille, I go to Paris, we meet, everything in the hotel, everything done, transfer with QPR, everything uh, accepted, everything. Then suddenly, uh, Flavio sell the club to Tony Fernandez, and Tony Fernandez said, okay, I buy the club, but you cannot sell the your player. My be- your best player, you cannot sell, sell me sell the best players if I buy the club from you. Mm. And then I found myself. I don't go to preseason. 
with the team because they go to uh, to Italy. I I joined back later. Yeah. But in my mind, I was I was I was already back in France. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then after I didn't have a good preseason and come back, maybe I had only one two weeks preseason, but I was, I was my head was was not there. Yeah. And obviously until Mark Lucas came back, uh, we changed uh, the thing. Yeah. Then obviously I I knew that it was over. Yeah. The that transfer and then I I, I had good the last four months I think the, from January until we stayed up in the Premier League. Yeah, it was more than a good four months. Like they were we were winning games, especially at home, which like mm. people. People look back at the game against Man City and think mm. we stayed up on that day, but we stayed up based on what we did the week before. Yeah, Arsenal, Tottenham. Exactly. And even Stoke when Gibraltar scored in the last minute. Like, that's... Yeah, like, Stoke. Exactly. Mm. That, those, that's our story. That's our part yeah. of that story, you know. But yeah. do you not think... Um, say when you look back then, mm. the feeling of being unsettled, do you, mm. do you think you could have overcome that sooner? looking back now? Or do you think that's just how you would feel if you had to live through that again? No, I think sometimes, I, I think, Nedum, you know that that sometimes is, uh, as a footballer, you have, to, you, you have to, to, to play good, but at, at some moment, it's a transfer, is moving of club that yeah. you feel, and it doesn't get through. There, there is that bit of luck, because sometimes when you think about it, if you are in Paris, I mean, it's completely different because you see, over the years, sometimes you you think, okay, you will be playing Champions League yeah. earlier at twenty twenty one. You are in a team that win all the time the league, the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Your career is different. So m many times happened this to me because not only in Paris, I go to Milan alone six months, yeah. and I'm in these six months, I'm the best player of AC Milan. Mm. And uh, after the after three months, they offer to QPR to buy me. Then QPR say no because they still. Uh, uh, there is a, there was a still a, uh, Tottenham was on me still forty percent. It okay. was not enough. Yeah, and more details like this. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then play on your mind. If you are not so strong, mm -hmm. you play on your mind. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of things. It's like now I'm watching a little bit when I see Harry Kane. Yeah, he's going to City. Not now. It it take that decision. Everybody's questioning. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And you don't know. And yeah. if this season doesn't start well, maybe people start to think, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. these small things, you yeah. know, so that sometimes it's on off that people don't know, but uh, can change uh, many things in your career. Yeah, it's you know? very true. It's very true. So to talk about you in terms of the skills that you had and so on, when I came to QPR, like I'd seen your stuff beforehand and I saw in training, like you, you were easily the best player at QPR, like by a mm. mile, the no questions or anything like that. But... Mm. Some of the stuff you do in training, I didn't necessarily see that in games. So, do yeah. you think really that QPR fans got to see the very best of you? If I tell you, if I speak with you sincerely, I think that uh, yeah, what you see on off, no, not many. Everybody can realize that uh, what I should know. People from outside the fans, they didn't see. I think my best, my max. Yeah, you know. Because uh, the reasons, I, I don't know. But that's why I was thinking always. Because for me, I was always thinking, not to do disrespect to the, the club that I played before, but if you play in a team that dominate the game, that yeah. you have 80% of the ball, yeah. you have more chance to do these things. But yeah. when you play and you are fighting to don't go down, yeah. and this, it's difficult. You're going to touch maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to, you have to, to defend. You lose yeah. a lot of your energy on defending. Mm -hmm. And then after, obviously, I, I was not defending so much, but still, <laughs> <laughs> you 
but uh, yeah, it's difficult. But yeah, obviously, what you say, what uh, many players that I play, I remember I come I come to Milan, and I signed with Milan, and Robinho didn't know me. Yeah, I think he played with me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the first day he see me, he goes to Sedorf, who was the coach, Clarence Phil. He says, "Where he comes from? How come I never heard about this guy?" Mm. He was he was like, "Wow, what is this player, Robinho?" I mean, yeah. I was a fan of him. He was Real Madrid, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was thinking, oh, you go see Sedorf, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, that's why, just to say that what you are saying, that's some people that what I do in training, that, that they cannot see, they didn't see the game. But the thing that, the thing that um, sort of upsets me, and like I have this, not debate, but sometimes I, t- I discuss this. So before I went to QPR, I was playing at Man City, yeah? and that was the yeah. year when they won the league. And there were players who were maybe as talented or maybe a little bit less talented than you. But it was the other things which they did which kept them where they were. So when I came mm. to see you, it almost felt frustrating to see the talent that you had. But mm. the things which they had then, which I think you probably have now, based on yeah. the way you play in a different position, yeah. like you didn't have it then, but why didn't you have it then? Is it because it was maybe too easy in the position you were at? Or what do you think it was? Yeah, the, 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 I'm having this day, but a lot of times for some friends as well. And I say as well, it's the environment where you are, you know? Yeah. If you are in a team that is pushing, you is professional, that everybody at the club is pushing, is like this, is like this, and you think, I'm wrong. Yeah. Like now what I have felt in Benfica. Benfica, I mean, everything is professional, everything yeah. is top, everybody is serious. I mean, you're player. Yeah. You see Ruben Diaz now that yeah. you have in team. I mean, the first in the, in the gym, the last to go. Yeah. I mean, I go to the training ground now at eight o'clock, I go back home four in the afternoon. Yeah. Never happened in my career before, never. Yeah. So uh, this thing, sometimes I, I start to feel this at 26, 27, that I need to be like this. I, I was living in London. I mean, we trained one hour mm. and I was free. Mm. And, and you had a lot of other things going around, a great city to live, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, uh, like you say, and I think if you see your colleagues do it, I remember when I was in PPR, okay, you, you had that. Yeah. You are a really professional guy, you were serious. But I mean, not about serious, but yeah. I didn't know. For me, it was fun to play football. It was yeah. not a job. Now I take it really like it's my work. It's yeah. my job, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, it was fun. Go there, enjoy. And uh, yeah, this is the thing. But I think as well, the club play a lot in these things. That's why I tell you, if you have mentality of winner in, in Benfica, if we do a draw, yeah. it's like somebody, yes. somebody in the club die. Yes, yes. And so you, you, you know. You cannot, uh, you cannot do something not good, you know? Yeah. And in England, it's different. It's good and not good. In England, you lose a game, uh, one hour, everybody's pissed, but okay, we forget about yeah. next one. Here, no, all week, head down until the next game, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, that, so, that, that's so interesting because the way you describe it is how I saw it when Mancini mm-hmm. was at Man City and it mm-hmm. followed that going forward because for them, a crisis is, is if they don't win four games in a month and yeah. it's like a crisis, you know what I mean? And you see yeah. that. And it is serious to the point where it is a job for them. But the only time they get enjoyment is because they get to win games. But the yes. time and effort to get to win the games is the serious bit of it all. You know? Exactly. It is. But imagine, Adam, when you play like I, my experience, when I, like now I'm in Benfica, you can play 20 games in the league winning mm-hmm. and you lose one. And it's like all the 20 you did is count nothing. yeah. 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 People, they, this, I mean, this season, like now, we were playing six games, uh, f- four or five games. Then, if we didn't win PSV, 
it's like almost the end of the world to not go to the Champions League. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like uh, it's crazy, and yeah, and uh, yeah, no time as well. Uh, we, I mean, we play every two three days. Yeah, you yeah. play almost 55, 60 games a season. Yeah, you don't have time. You know. Yeah. So, but here's here's the irony though. So, the way that you're describing the situation that you're in in Benfica has mm. made you more professional and brought the yeah. best out of you. Because there's that pressure and the expectation yeah. around you. And I thought, yeah. like, I saw, I think I'll be honest with you. I, I saw this f- with you because at, when I was at City, there were lots of really good players. But if they weren't doing things the right way, they'd be replaced. Yeah. But the most talented players at clubs which are smaller, they'll yeah. never be replaced because if they don't play, there's a lot of criticism thrown at a manager because yeah. the team doesn't yeah. win all the time anyway. Yeah. And so, I felt like this at some point at QPR, to be honest. Yeah. I felt that any manager that would come and will doubt on me, he will, uh, if, he, if he don't play me and then it's something not go good, he will be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is not a good thing. Not because I, I wanted that. You know me as yeah, a person. I, yeah. never, I never, I mean, enter uh, inside the coach, play mm-hmm. this guy or don't do it. I, I hate these things because I'm not like that. But I was feeling that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not good to feel that as a player because... I mean, like here in 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 in, in Benfica, the clubs that I played before, is the coach who decides. He's the boss. That's it. Yeah, it's uh, him. Or if he wants, he wants. He don't want, he don't want. And mm-hmm. that's it. in QPR, of course. But my relationship with the the fans was so special that yeah. it was difficult for coach. You know, yeah. is that is that what you probably enjoyed the most then about your time at QPR? The relationship yeah, with the fans. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. of course. Yeah. Do you have any regrets during your time at QPR? No, my 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 my, my regrets. It, no, I, I don't have regret in QPR, but I just think the year that we went up, I still think we we could have done much better in everything because, I mean, the club invested that uh, at that yeah. time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just think that uh, everybody would get so much excited that uh, at some point we went uh, just more to when we, I mean, they bring many players, but more for the names than the players yeah, that, yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that was uh, a little bit, but yeah. 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 I, I, listen, I, I understand. I understand. And I was, and I was very happy because I got the chance to play with you and see what you were. Mm. And talent-wise, you know, as good as anybody that saw. Other mm. things in terms of professionalism at that time, I don't think you were that. But that no, was your no. club. But that was your I, club. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. it was a hard thing to, to try and shake. But, but again... That's why I tell you, as a talented player, and... You was there with me. That was not a difficult guy to to manage. No. If you just talk to me, but I mean, if the people they, they were, we were how long we were having training? One hour maximum. Yeah, yeah. Even breakfast was not. You had to. Yeah, if yeah. you want, you can. Yeah. Here it's incredible, my friend. Seven thirty, I'm awake. Yeah. I'm uh, eight o'clock. If somebody could, you go two hours before training. Mm-hmm. You know. And many things that uh, we didn't have at the time, but football changed as well. Eh? Even yeah, the Premier League sure. now is changing, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, this was the thing because I just was thinking at the time if I had just some people behind me and this, but yeah, it was not that case. It was, I mean, it's, it's not to put mis- uh, the, the things on the others because even me, but at the, I was 20, 21, 22. I mean, it was. Yeah. I think in some ways, probably the worst thing was the fact that when you were at your best, you were so far better than everybody else. Mm. So the way that people would look at you and the way people would be trying to talk to you, they'd be sort of worried about upsetting you, yeah. even though you wouldn't necessarily get upset. So in some mm. ways, we probably let stuff go, which maybe we shouldn't have done. But the fact is, you know, that's your journey. 
and you're at where yeah. you're at now. And that's, you know, this is the most important thing. And you're playing Champions League this year against Barcelona, Bayern Munich <laughs> and Shakhtar Donetsk. So, you know what I mean? Who won in the end there? But uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Benfica now, actually. Yeah. So, firstly, how did you end up there? Why, why did you choose to play for them? Uh, no, obviously, the, after, uh, yeah, after I went on loan to Milan and after when I come back to QPR, it was obviously my, was not great to end with QPR because they went uh, down. Yeah. And obviously, I was uh, still on a very good contract. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I said to the club, what is the best to do? I don't, I will, I, I don't want to play in a championship. Mm-hmm. I want to, obviously. And then, yeah, they, we just decided uh, the best thing for the club was like uh, the club tell me that I could go for free. Yeah. And, uh, uh, direct after that, I had the option uh, to sign five years contracts for Benfica. And it Easy was, decision. for me, it was amazing because I wanted to play uh, mm-hmm. the in the top club. I know that it was a historic club, mm-hmm. uh, top stadium, playing in front of 60,000 people all the time, every weekend. And yeah, I said, uh, I took, uh, I take the chance. And yeah, that's why. But then after you came, I think, I don't think you played a game for the first team in yeah. the first year, did you? No. Why? Yeah. Why? Again, because everything is the, what I think, because I came with the same mentality that I was, I end up, uh, uh, I was, mm-hmm. I come here, I was thinking that I was talented, that I would, it would, it would be so easy, and then everything changed, people are professional, people, I, I came, I was overweight, like five, six, six, six kilo overweight, and uh, I was thinking, oh, it's getting, I never felt like uh, on talent ways that I was under, never, never, never. Never, but physically, people was sharp, was mm. fit, sprinting mm. back. This and the the, the 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 style of life. I mean, here uh, at uh, ten thirty, everybody's home. This obviously, I went one or two times mm. in the restaurant with the friends, and then here, uh, here in Benfica, if you do it, it's uh, like uh, crazy because yeah. uh, you know, imagine Portugal. I don't know, it's eleven million people. It's seven million is Benfica. You know, yeah, yeah. So it. Uh, it's like this, but I didn't know I, that it was like this. I was thinking, I train, I can go out to dinner until midnight. No, no, it's not good here. You cannot do that, blah, blah, blah. And it took me time. And the team was doing very well because they were winning all the time. And then obviously with the coach, the, was not very good the first year. And then uh, after I went on loan again, mm-hmm. because I said I want to play. I go to Genoa, I play. I play like 20, 25 or 26 games there. I come back, and then uh, the coach of Ulverentum, that is now large, mm-hmm. that is the coach of Ulverentum, mm-hmm. and he, I was actually with the B team, and uh, I said, oh, I train with them in this, and then uh, the, the first coach was went out, and they gave him a chance to Bruno Large, and uh, the coach said, listen, I don't want nobody in that position, I want Adel, <laughs> that's it. Okay. And then he pushed me, and I was already working hard, I was fit, you know? Yeah. And, and then uh, it, that's it. And after, uh, yeah, you give me my chance and direct uh, the first time I come in, the fans were happy, everything. And mm-hmm. then, and the season start. Now, uh, I think I'm one or two games from my 100 games for the ah, club. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, my guy. Yes. I'm so, so happy, man. I'm so happy about that because I can see the so, happiness in your face. You know, you're, yeah. you're settled. You're playing for one of the biggest clubs in world football and you yeah. are settled. You're happy. But then explain this to me, though. You're playing number eight. That's never been your yeah. position. How did that happen? Yeah, never. Obviously, yeah. Uh, because uh, the system we play here in the club, uh, that all the time, almost, was four four two, two yeah. strikers. Yeah. So the coach was saying, left wing, no. But I knew, and, and they put me in that position. I said, I can see you play in that box-to-box. 
and I, impossible. Uh, I, if someone if someone said that Adele plays box to box, I'd be like, no, no, he doesn't. No, crazy. He doesn't. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I finished the game. They told me you ran 13 kilometers. I said, no, I you never didn't. Did no, that. you didn't. That's said, two games. You did that across two games. It's six and a half in each. <laughs> I said, I said, I mean, the Premier League. I was running eight, yeah. nine. They told me no chance. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, yeah, not that it is impossible that sometimes when you put your, your mind, I mean, like now I'm, I'm 31, 32, and I feel like I feel more fit than I was 21, yes. 22. Seriously, yes. you know, the yes. crazy. Yes. I can sprint, run back, tackle, jump. I mean, unbelievable. Yes. I don't know, sometimes, yeah, that's, that's why I said, if you look after your body, your body, then uh, everything changes. Huh? It's like I'm so. talking to two different people here. You know, I remember, mm -hmm. I remember the old you, really nice guy but wasn't necessarily committed to the game. I'm now I'm speaking to the new you, 100% committed to the game. He's covering distance and he's feeling as good as he's ever felt because he's working as hard as ever. This yeah, is incredible. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think some of this would have changed if maybe you didn't start your career so early and things were going so well? Hey, of course, and everything goes with that. I mean, uh, you know, when I grew up, I grew up in neighborhood in Marseille and everything goes fast with contract, uh, money ways mm. and all these things. Yeah, that's why I was telling you I would have lo uh, loved to, to to play one two season in French league. Yeah, because he went too fast. I mean, from my contract I passed from when I was in Lens to Tottenham. It was yeah, not, I was not imagining. And again, after when I passed from Tottenham to QPR, I mean, it was it was not crazy because I, I think if they give me, they thought that I deserve it. But it was like for a young guy to control that difficult. Because mm -hmm. then you 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 know you're not in football. You're in other stuff. Yeah, you're taking cars. You're taking the clothes. You're taking watches. Many things. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, I mean, it's crazy. I was when I was in 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 Lens, I mean, when I come to the, to Tottenham, just in the reserve in Tottenham. I mean, I was seeing the cars with the players. <laughs> mm -hmm. In the first team in France, you don't have that. Mm -hmm. And even here now, when you're in Benfica, that's why I said now when I speak or we speak about football. The Portuguese talent are the best. Mm. You know why? Because they are ready. Yeah. Here in Ben, they had they are ready. Like Ruben, he was one of my best friends when I was here. Yeah. One before I come to city, we still talk until now. I mean, he was 21, 22. The guy was only objective, passion, mm. work hard. I mean, we finish the game next day. I see him in the gym. Then he, he goes in the in the swimming pool. The, I said, I said, Ruben. But he said, no, then I'm hungry. I want this. I want this with my country. I want this. I want to win this. I want to... Amazing. You see the adaptation. In one year, he called best player of the, yeah, the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But not only him. Juan Felix, Bernardo Silva. Yeah. I can tell you millions. Cancelo. Many, yeah. many. Ederson. I, I, I all see them. It's, they are ready. Because they have the best condition in Benfica. And even they go to the other clubs. They are ready mentally. They are prepared for everything, you know. Yeah. So, this is what I tell you sometimes when you are in a big club, that you, if you have this at 19, 20 years old, yeah, yeah, this doesn't shock you, you know? But when you went over there, though, you had mm. that initial mentality. But why did you decide to stay? Because if this is the exact opposite of who you were then, why did you mm. say, I'm going to stay and try and push through this? Because surely it must have been uncomfortable to become somebody mm. new. Where? In, in Benfica, like when you yeah, came from, yeah, like how did, why did you I stay? I the story, the coach, when he goes to the first team, Lars, that is the coach of Wolverhampton, uh, he told me, I did, ah, I want you, I want you, I push this coach. 
no, I don't feel like to go back to the dressing room. Mm -hmm. And they told me, no, but trust me. I said, no, think about you. Most important is you. And that's three months ago, we win the league. Mm -hmm. We were nine points behind Porto and we win the league. Mm -hmm. So, and after everything, make it so easy to go inside the group. Yeah. And this, but yeah, I was thinking, I mean, but the coach really, really helped me because, he, but everybody in the club, everybody, everybody in the club and even the players, the players, like they knew me because some players, they were there when they see me, how I was. Yeah. And like they said, the coach, before he bring me back, he, he asked them, what you think? You think uh, it's okay? Yeah, yeah, bring him, he's top player. If his mentality changed, we accept him, no problem. And since then, all the good uh, things. Uh, That's a great story. All good you know that's a great story and it's a great journey yeah. but the journey is not finished so what are no. you hoping for for the rest of your career what are your aims what i'm hoping uh world cup 2022 okay okay, okay okay you okay know? Yeah. We, uh, next week we have the the qualification two games so yeah and of course yeah to play a world cup it would be amazing for my country yeah it'd be amazing that's that's absolutely incredible and <laughs> How do you then look back at your career so far? Like, do you feel happy and content because you know that, say, you are where you are, or is there any sort of regret or anything like that? No, I, I mean, like I said, uh, coming back from where I was, where everybody was telling me I was finished, mm -hmm. and where I am now, uh, playing Champions League, uh, still competing to win the titles, uh, playing one of the best team in the like in the world. You can say that. Yeah. I mean, all this, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, if you, of course, uh, now because more now that I know with the work, with the dedication, you could have done more. I know, of course, I could have done more in my career, but many things, like I said, it starts like this. Maybe I don't know, may, maybe I don't know. I tell you, if you go to, to other big clubs and then you make a big, big contract, maybe you lose your head. Now I'm happy in my life. Mm -hmm. simple before um, my family is very happy i do simple things make me happy before i didn't think that simple things make you happy mm -hmm. i was thinking you know uh, how you live in london you see mm -hmm. everything big mm -hmm. you think is this is life mm -hmm. but it's not true mm -hmm. now i do things simple little mm -hmm. I, I do things simple and i'm more happy honestly so this is i was i had so many more questions to ask but i'm not going to ask them because this is the ending that i wanted this is the story. This is the energy. This is the Adele that I wanted to see from back then. But I'm happy that the Adele is here now. And I'll be happily watching you at the new Camp playing against Barcelona and at the Allianz playing against Bayern Munich. Listen, I hope you're making some box-to-box -box runs because you'll be needing to that day. Always. And you all good? Of course, man. Of course, of course. Of course. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Happily retired. And you so, can catch you're me. You're going to do some man. coaching or no? No, no. Relax, my friend. Relax. No chance. I'm going to enjoy my life from now. But I listen, man, it's great to speak to you and it's great to hear <laughs> nice the story to as well. Time, eh? Take care, Take man. Care. Bye. Take care, bro. Ciao. So there you have it. We managed to get another cult hero to share their story with us. And again, I can't help but admire their honesty and how they told it. The good thing is, though, that for Adele, his story certainly doesn't feel like it's drawing to a close. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see what's to come. But anyway... Thank you all for listening. Thank you to producer Ryan Hell for his stellar work like always. And lastly, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. Hey, listen, stay tuned, guys. There's more to come. Bye for now.